It's my show. Welcome back, fleshy friends. Have no fear, you are not going insane. It is Wednesday. Normally, we drop new episodes every Monday. Drop it like it's a big Indiana poop. That That's me, by the way. But today's episode is a bonus episode. That's right, fleshy friends. We recorded so much great talk with one of our favorite actors and superheroes, Cooper Barnes. Yeah, we had to break the show up into several episodes. That's right. But before we get down to it, we got to talk a little business first. I'm a business bitch. First off, we'd like to thank our loyal Patreons for supporting our show. If you don't know what a Patreon is, it's people like you who donate one time or monthly to help our cause to get off kibble. Fuck kibble! Wait, why was fuck bleeped out? Well, since Coopsters is the star of the hit Nickelodeon show Henry Danger and also the newest spinoff show Danger Force, that means he's got a lot of, you know, underage fans out there who might be tuning in right now. So you should cuss in these episodes is what you're saying. Because normally you're a full-on cuss hound. I'm trying to curb my tongue, but you know, sometimes I just can't help it. When I cuss, I only use certain phrases like blueberries and potato frosting. <laughs> Which is so lame because there's no such thing as potato frosting. You never know, someone might invent it. Anywho, if you become a Patreon for as little as $3 a month, you can get special perks like early access to our shows. And bonus episodes. I mean, besides this one. Exactly. In fact, we'll even have a bonus episode with Mr. Coopster doopsters for patreons only so if you sign up today you'll get access to that amazing special episode and there are all kinds of different levels of becoming a patreon so check it out at patreon.com forward slash the zeddy and indie show yeah different tiers unlock different perks like our gibble tier which gives you a special shout out on each of our episodes so far we've got one Kibble Patreon, and she's so awesome, so a special shout out to Alicia! And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our show. So, are we ready to carry on with our interview with Cooper Bonds? I think so, but do you think I should do a little rap first? Nope! But I think we have a lot of new listeners because of Coopsters, so maybe it would be a good time, just in case. There are some, like, big-time music producers out there listening who want to give me, like, a record deal or something. Who do you think is out there listening, Snoop Doggy Dog? Well, you never know. Save it for another episode. Let's not embarrass yourself right now. (laughs) All right, all right. All right, let's get back to our interview with Nickelodeon star Cooper Barnes. Cooper, we swear that you've spent a lot of time at some animal shelters. Tell us about your volunteer work with that. Oh, yeah. I volunteered at the Burbank Animal Shelter, uh, as did my wife, Liz, uh, long ago before we were married and before we had kids of our own. And um, it was a great experience, but it was also a very stressful experience because you became very close to the to the animals, the dogs, the cats, the bunnies. They even had chickens there, as I recall. Mmm, chicken's my favorite snack. Mm. And I got to tell you, you guys, you guys are both rescues, right? Technically, we rescued them. But yeah, you can call us a rescue if you want, whatever. Well, let me tell you, you guys have got it made because uh, there's a lot of dogs and cats out there that aren't so fortunate that don't ever get homes. And uh, there's a lot of these shelters that are always at capacity because people aren't responsible with the way they breed dogs and cats. And there's a lot more dogs than there are homes, unfortunately. And so I always encourage people because I've been in the thick of it and I've seen it and it's really, it's really hard to 
to get attached to a, to an animal that you see every day that you feed and you take it for walks when you're volunteering. And then you come in one day and they're not there anymore. Well, I mean, sometimes you want to get out and see the world. It's not always because they got adopted, you know. Sometimes they had to be... Something else had to happen to them, and oh, it's no. sad to. It does a number on you. Oh, so they didn't go to the Bahamas. Um, and and so I always encourage people to adopt instead of uh, buy from a breeder. I think dog breeders are highly irresponsible people, and I have no problem saying that out loud. Hip hip hooray! We um, we're right there with you, man. This I didn't is, mean to bring the room down. No, 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 no. We know all about the horrible things that humans do. I mean, they're awful. Yeah. But I, I just want to say thank you, and I don't honestly. I mean, I don't know how many people would do what you did because I mean that's some depressing shit, man. Like, did you just come home and like drink yourself into a stupor every night? Like, how did you? I started sniffing glue. Actually, oh. that that really helped. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, like it, 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 it became too much after a Wait while. Wait a minute. How do you sniff glue if you can't smell? Oh, uh, you got me. You got me. And I'm sure, I'm sure the powers that be at Nickelodeon will be happy that you called me out on that lie. Uh, I don't actually sniff glue. Um, but uh, no, I it just became it. It did become too much after a while, um, and that's why ultimately I was. Well, I was grateful that life kind of got in the way and my career kind of took off. And I was, I, I had the excuse of saying like, well, I, I can't volunteer as much anymore because I'm working. Because I volunteered at a time in my life where I was just very <laughs> um, devoid of any, any kind of commitments. I had a lot of free time on my hands because I was, I was uh, a struggling actor out here for many, many years. And during that time, I volunteered at the shelter. And then, you know, it, it was, karma. it was uh, a relief, I guess, when I, when I, the day that I said to them, you know, I, I can't really come in here anymore because it, yeah. it, it, it did take its toll on you. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. I bet it smelled like shit all the time too. Well, I wouldn't know because as we already established. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're defected. No, I was the guy that, uh, I was the guy that always sent in to, to clean the kennels and stuff. Huh, genius. They gave the right job to the right fleshy. Truth. Like, hey Barnes, that cockapoo in uh, kennel three just left a huge steamer. She's been eating nothing but corn. So I don't know who gave her corn, but you got to clean that up. That, you know, that's that's a great job actually for somebody with your defect I mean yeah. think about it that's great is it a defect or is it an improvement <laughs> it's a defect You're, you two are, are lucky ones and boy did you guys hit the jackpot because I, I your mom and dad are really kind to animals and it's really cool Aww. that you ended up with such a lovely uh, like a loving family they're um, all right and uh, yeah they're all right yeah, they're um, right. They're right. You could have done a lot worse, believe you me. For sure we know that. I mean, I was on the street eating garbage and rat dung, and here I am now fighting the good fight to get off kibble. Fuck kibble! And mommy and daddy haven't tried to take any of my appendages like my last owner, so that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't your mommy and daddy been so patient? Because I know that, I uh, mean, uh, yeah. daddy... I mean, uh, Andy, you're great, but you're, you, were a bit oh. of a, you were a bit of a handful Whoa. at the beginning. Oh, who, me? Are you talking to me? No, Indy. Uh, oh, Indy. oh, Indy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you are you were a little psycho for a while there. Yeah, and, a little. And they, and they were very patient. And now, look, now you're just like an awesome, like... Still half psycho. Well, yeah, but you're not full psycho She's now. She's not full psycho. She's you're not a quarter like, psycho. You're not, like <laughs> Hannibal, you're not like Hannibal Lecter anymore. You're more like Riggs from Lethal Weapon now. <laughs> I'm right here, you know. You know, like you can you can have you can you can have dinner with with Riggs, but yeah, he might like flip out and smash his shoulder into something. <laughs> I, I, I have relocated. no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, who the hell is Riggs? I told you, man, we're Generation Z. Not only do you dogs not know what I'm talking about, but my audience is listening. That also has no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
Um, so who is your favorite human superhero? I don't actually know. Did you write this question, Indiana? Because I don't really know what that means. Human superheroes? I mean, aren't all superheroes human? I mean, what do you mean by that, Indiana? I should ask her first. Because there are dog superheroes, too. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay, so I'll <laughs> rephrase it. Uh, who is your favorite fleshy superhero? <laughs> um, are you talking about an actual... Thank you. Superhero, Stupid question, right? Like a, like, a, like a comic book character? Or are you talking about like real life heroes that walk amongst them? I don't know. Indiana asked a stupid question. Indiana, can you clarify, please? It's however you want to interpret it, Cooper. Well, I think it would be it would be very easy for me to go down the uh, rabbit hole of nerdiness and start talking about superheroes from comic books. I'm not going to do that. No, oh, please um, don't. Because I feel like <laughs> there are I feel like there are actual real life heroes now uh, with what we're dealing with currently, and you guys don't really know what's going on. Um, but you can probably tell that your mom and dad are a little more stressed now than they usually are. Um, yeah. have you picked up on that? Oh yeah, for sure. Humans are going through the shit right now. Okay. They're, they're all very stressed. The world is kind of a mess and we're just trying to make sense of it and try to fix it. Um, but it's, uh, it's in a bad place right now. And there are some really heroic humans who have stepped forward to put themselves on the front lines of fighting something that you can't see and you can't hear it, but it, it's it's killing a lot of people. Ew. And those people are nurses and doctors and uh, first responders. And there's some, some very heroic people out there, not only saving people's lives, but uh, saving animals' lives as well. And, uh, and so I have to say, I'd say it would be those people. I think those are the human superheroes that I admire the most. We knew something smelled strange. Yeah, yeah, that's really admirable. But I just want to clarify that you're not including veterinarians because those guys are terrible. I mean, earlier today, Today, in fact, one of them stuck a couple of needles in me. I mean, I'm not saying they should all disappear, but then again, it wouldn't be bad for me. Are you still traumatized because a vet took your testicles away? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> duh. I would. Okay, I then. would. Um, well, look, uh, I'm saying is vet, vets are very good people, and I know that you, I know that they poke and they prod you, but they only do it for your own good. They only do it okay. to keep you, okay. to keep you healthy. Enough with the fleshy propaganda. All right, go uh, on, Indiana. What's your what's your what's your question? Hey, believe you me, I'd rather spend time with with animals than people. <laughs> Truth. Cooper, tell us about some of your favorite doggo superheroes. Well, you know, your mom and dad are two of my favorite people, and and you told me that some border collies uh, saved them. Right? This they would have been true. eaten by wolves. They would have been dead meat right now. Totally. I'm gonna have to go ahead and and say them. I'd say that those are my favorite dog superheroes right now. Woo! We'd be in a pound right now if it wasn't for those dogs. You'd probably be volunteered for us. Yeah, scoop up our poo, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. Kinda, not really. All right, so tell us about some of the animals that you're currently living with. I mean, if you are living with them. Oh, I live with two wonderful uh, furry feline friends right now. Fonzie, Fonzer, and the weasel. The, uh, the Fonz is the name of my hoo-hoo. <laughs> That's you weird call that... your, your hoo-hoo the Fonz? His name is actually Henry Winkler, but uh, the Fonz is his nickname. That's you're so talk- weird. Are, are we talking about your penis yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about my okay. uh, my doodle, my puppy maker. Your hang down. You're dangling unmentionables. Yeah, my daddy yeah. my yardstick, Got my it. merrymaker. Right. Yeah. Your yardstick? <laughs> yeah, your uh, bald-headed giggle stick. Um, got it. Fonzie, um, Fonzie has had that title longer than your, than your, than your dork has. Okay. Um, cause he's, he's going on 15. 
So how do cats interpret their age in relation to human years? Is there a mathematical equation for that? Cats tend to live a little longer than dogs. So I think you can maybe say it's like one year equals like four or five years for a cat. That's what I, that's what I tend to say. But uh, the Fonz is getting up there and he's, he's moving a little slower, but he's, uh, he's still great. We actually had a very close call the other night. The Fonz is a little escape artist. He was almost called Houdini. Ooh, magic. I hate magic. Um, because he has always loved to escape and go places he's not supposed to go. But, uh, but ultimately, he's super cool. So the Fonz ended up being his name. Um, but he snuck out while I was taking out the trash. And uh, Ripley, my daughter, was playing in the yard with my wife. And I thought Liz had put Fonzie inside and she thought I'd put him inside. And yeah. this is the first time in 15 years that this has happened. We both realized that he wasn't inside. Oh, no. And... It was somewhere around four or five hours later. Well, I mean, cats are totally forgettable. After, And we were actually having a lengthy discussion about him. Um, and it dawned on us that we hadn't seen him in a while. And, you know, he, you know, they're cats, so they tend to keep to themselves. They're not running around making a bunch of noise. They tend to sleep or chill out most of the time. So he wasn't there. And I had this sense of panic come over me. And I realized I don't think did you let him in she's like i thought you let him in and and the story gets worse because for whatever reason and i don't know why it was a weird aligning of the planets but all of the lights in our condo complex had been shut off uh and i don't know why and it it only did that night didn't hasn't done it since and all of the street lights were out so it was pitch black outside and and we have a little courtyard area not far from where we live. That's usually where he goes when he does get out. So we were looking for him there. And I came out. And my wife is like Mr. Magoo. She has like crazy bad Coke bottle glasses, like like when she's wearing her glasses so she can't see anything. And she's looking around going, Fonzie, Fonzie. And behind her, standing <laughs> 10 feet from her, are the two biggest coyotes I've seen. Oh, no. Just circling around. Oh, boy. And I'm like, babe, there's two coyotes right there. Oh, our scrappy, scary cousins. And uh, these coyotes were, you know, under the cover of darkness. Oh. Uh, helping themselves to a smorgasbord <gasps> of, of, of stray cats that night. No way. And um, no. so I chased, you know, and I feel bad for coyotes. You know, we encroach on their land, their dogs, and I love dogs. On a normal night, I would say, you know, I would I would feel sympathy for them, but not that night. Yeah. you're not eating my cat. Yeah, cats are disgusting. They taste terrible. I mean, not cats, that I would I'm, know. I'm sure cats taste like sweetness, but uh, I, no. wouldn't, I wouldn't eat one. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, technically I've never eaten one, but I mean, I get it. It's your family. It's not it's like just family, a random yeah. cat. He's, yeah. our first, he's our firstborn, and I'm not about to let some some right. wild dog eat him. So I chased him out. And this this coyote, this one coyote in particular, was not given up without a fight. Like he, he kept he kept turning back to be like four feet, five feet away from me, going, "How about now?" I'm like, "No." Um, and he, uh, I had to chase him out into the street. Next time, bopped him on the nose. And then came home uh, and heard my wife oh, crying. No. I really uh, expected the worst, and I turned the corner to see him. Um, in her arms and I thought Aww. for a second oh it had a happy ending to the story yeah it's a good ending but it it because it, uh, he was just fine and he outsmarted him he managed to stay and they must have been out there a while and he managed to sort of just hunker down and stay away from them for four hours by himself well that's a bummer I guess so he's a smart boy the Fonz and um 
He's wily. And as soon as he came in, he just jumped on the counter. It was like, I want tuna fish. Food. Give, give tuna <laughs> right? Fish. Yeah. So we gave him, we of course gave him like all the tuna in the world. Feed me. Oh, right. Of course. You felt so guilty. Oh, yeah. I oh, felt terrible. Man. I felt like, I felt like uh, Catherine O'Hara in Home Alone. You don't know that movie. You <laughs> no, don't know what, I don't I'm know what the about. hell you're talking about. I told you I'm Generation <laughs> C. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, awful. Well, at least, at least that your cat's alive and healthy still. Yeah. And yeah, but Geez, that was a close call. But Coop, I'm not sure if you know, but cats practice witchcraft. So you probably lost your sense of smell due to a spell from a cat. That's not true. I lost my sense of smell uh, because of some medication I was on for my acne in high school. Really? Yeah. Uh, did you sue the company? No, no, I didn't. Um, wow, that was nice of you. Well, I'm a nice guy. And yeah. uh, it, cl- it's, it cleared my skin up. And also, honestly, I don't know which company it was. Um, oh. uh, I was on a lot of medication because I, 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 a, a, I, I looked like a, the before picture in a, a proactive commercial. So that means um, your hormones were like raging. Oh, yeah. No, That's uh, high, what it's all high, about. School, high school was not a good time. It was a good time to develop a personality, but that was about <laughs> it. Uh, nothing else was really firing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, cats are not witches. They're not. I have a black cat. Fonzie's a black cat. I think black cats bring good luck. I'm just going to go on record with that. Uh, I've known many great black cats over the years. So anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. Indiana will attest to that because even though we don't like cats, she does, you know, she has a very strong movement about black dogs and even black cats because they oh, are discriminated yeah. against. Yeah, she's, she's kind of an advocate ac- activist, right, Indy? I, it's a cause that is very near and dear to my fupa. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about your foops, Indy. Nobody wants, wants to hear about your, about your Henry Winkler either, for that matter. Oh, yes, they do. Trust me. Uh, um, what I was saying was that, you know, wh- what were you like when you were in high school? Like, were you like the kind of guy that was super popular or were you like the like the no. kind of geeky guy or were you like really good in school and you like studied hard or were you like the class clown? Like, what were I you was like? uh, I was a class clown because I had to be. I was um, uh, I, def- I developed comedy as a defense mechanism. I was very short, very skinny really bad skin, mouthful of braces, giant, giant feet. I have giant paws, so I know what that curse is like. No, you don't. Stop lying. Yeah, I didn't grow into my feet until I was about 17, but uh, <laughs> I, grew, I grew about a foot my my junior year of high school. But um, prior to that, I was very, very small and uh, very skinny and uh, not much to look at. And, um, and Did you ever uh, get bullied? in high school so much and been in middle school I did yeah for mm. sure yeah yeah and how do you um, handle bullies when you're in, in middle school um you just sort of uh try to survive um middle school is a tough place middle school is is a hard that's a that's a bad beat if you're a human being um mm. I don't even think the popular kids enjoy middle school um because middle school happens when when humans are about 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, somewhere in that in that area. Um, so like two and three in dog years. Yes, exactly, yeah. Puppies. Right, right yeah, around that time. Puppies. So, you know, like when you guys went through heat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that, you know, Indy, when you went through heat? Oh, yeah, I'm hot right now just thinking about uh, it. You know, that was a confusing time for you? Well, like, I don't know. Mentally. I was real excitable, but yeah. Yeah, well, honestly, like um, the, the more I got, uh, the, the better I got at making people laugh, the less that was a problem. Um, and uh, eventually... 
you know, the more you can make people laugh, the more you get a sense of confidence in yourself. And then the more you can actually stand up to bullies and not have to just make them laugh to get them away from you, you can actually like stand up to them and tell them to, you know, tell them to piss off or fight them or whatever you got to do. But it's tough. And, and, and during that age, during that time period, 12, 13, 14 years old, that's when human beings start to uh, toy or, or they start to experiment with a concept of cruelty, which is a, a, unfortunately a, a, a trait that is inherent in all human beings, whether they're good people or bad people. But the good people tend to recognize not long after that time that that's wrong and they don't want any part of it. But even for the good people, there's a, there's a time where you experiment with a concept of cruelty. It, it becomes a, a, a thing that you're aware of and you realize you can be mean to other kids. You can, you can hurt other kids' feelings. You can do that and you can kind of get a power trip off of it. And some kids really latch on to that and they grow up to be horrible people. And uh, other kids get a taste of what it's like and they don't like it. And they're like, I don't want to be that person. And unfortunately, there's a lot of that going on in middle school across, uh, across the nation, across the world. And so it's a hard time. Uh, at least in my experience, it was a hard time. And it's also the time where, yeah, your hormones are going crazy and your face explodes and everyone's got braces and everyone looks freaking goofy. It's hard to be a kid at that age. That makes me think about how I used to be with Indiana, you know, like bullying her. But now I'm so nice to her. So well, you love her now, right? Yeah, I, uh, kind of. He had a taste of bullying, but it did not sit well on his belly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh. he, much, he, much, he much prefers the taste of raccoon poop. And on that note, unfortunately, we ran out of time on today's episode. But if you want to hear the rest of this interview, sign up today to become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Zedian Indie Show, and you'll get special access to hear the rest of our awesome interview with Cooper Barnes. And don't forget to check him out on his new Nickelodeon series, Danger Force. And remember, new episodes of the Zedian Indie Show drop every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like our show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until then, smell, smell you later! later.